When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, uh, and I am not taking any responsibility at all for being the mayor of Chase Field at this time. Joining me, of course, <laughs> is my vice mayor of PHNX and your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Derek, it's been an eventful day, uh, which I think we expected coming in. I mean, it's the first it's the first day of full squad workouts, uh, but we wound up talking with Derek Hall and Ken Kendrick about stadium and TV uh, situations. Uh, there were some some interesting interesting things to talk about there. Uh, so yeah, just a crazy day at Salt River Fields uh, all all the way around. Was not expecting. The news that we got today, we knew when we were going to get to talk to Ken Kendrick and Derek Hall, we would get an update about Chase Field and about the TV deal. But I don't think we were prepared to hear what we heard today. I know it's going to upset some fans, and I know hopefully we can shed some light on it, at least shed at least how we feel about it. We don't really feel at the end of the day like this is as dramatic as as maybe the situation might sound like it's getting to. But before we get there. Uh, I'm, I want to make you guys happy because, of course, we're, we're going to upset <laughs> you. So before we get to that, um, I, I I was going to do like just puppies playing, you know, with little kittens or something. But I do have something better. And that's Corbin Carroll talking about collecting baseball cards. Damon, can you show that clip? Fan yesterday at FanFest gave me uh, a Gabby Moreno. It's out of 25. So I... I auto too so that was sweet i put that right in my uh, little display and then funny like when you put that out there that you know people will start probably bringing you cards all the time now right yeah it's just it's cool it's another cool thing to be able to connect with uh, some of the fans on you know hopefully makes uh you know the interactions a little more personable and i like always hearing what other guys uh, and our fans are collecting do you have a favorite like in the book or yeah yeah, but secret. <laughs> Have you opened up any tops twenty twenty fours yet? Yeah, actually, we I did a little kids camp yesterday, and we gave out um, three hundred seventy boxes. Um, so that was awesome. The little kids. I mean, I don't even know if half of them knew what they were getting, but when it was announced, like you're getting trading cards, they went nuts. So that was really fun. And then you know, opened them on the field out there, and uh, you know, the, the little kid that I was with, the second card he opened up happened to be mine, and you know, signed that for him, signed him a couple for the, the other kids who pulled a couple of mine. And uh, yeah, it's just fun to be able to share it with uh, with those kids. I know you mentioned Longo helped get you into that, but like, was that you as a kid? Like, did you collect those growing up or not? I mean, I'd get um like the when I go to Mariners games growing up, they'd like hand them out, and so I'd get a little bucket there. Um, but digging through there, uh, maybe like a year ago, I found like a Grady size more in there who was around the last year. Uh, found a Longo in there, and just fun to be able to look back on. Uh, you know, cards that I collected growing up and playing with those guys now and, and being around those guys now, it's just, uh, you know, very um, kind of full circle. See, that we wanted, someone asked, like, shouldn't you start with the bad news first? No, I want to soften the blow. I want Corbin Carroll on the first day of the full squad reporting talking about collecting baseball cards and opening opening them with kids at a kid's camp. How, how wholesome is that? By the way, imagine, Jesse, just for a moment, being a young child who is hanging out with Corbin Carroll at a baseball camp, and then you get free baseball cards. And then when you open those cards, the second card you pull is Corbin Carroll, and then he just autographs it for you? What what kind of dream life are you living as a small child at that point? That's a spiritual experience, Derek. I can't <laughs> even, can even imagine uh, yeah, we did hear that Corbin, uh, this is something that Tori Lovello unveiled in his press conference today. Apparently, after the Diamondbacks MVP event uh, for season ticket holders over the weekend, Corbin went out and held 
a camp for kids for like two and a half hours that was all his own doing uh tori of course had a, a lot of a lot of praise there and yeah it sounds like uh sounds like those kids had a great time well speaking of spiritual experiences we have one more clip of corbin carroll who got to fly in a fighter jet uh in tucson and here's what he had to say about his experience flying in a fighter jet I think I think you're gonna have to cue this one up, Derek. Oh, did did, did we lose David? Oh, no, all right. Yeah, I, I think. Let me just add on on that. I think the the most important. Up in a fighter jet. Badass. I mean, you know, those guys are insane. Um, you know, they were like, "Yep, we're going up again tomorrow uh, after we we're done." And. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, I'd do that too. And then I woke up the next morning and I was, nope, nope, no, no good. So, um, yeah, just huge thanks to, you know, that crew out there um, in, in Tucson for having us out. Um, you know, Air National Guard. Um, we were with uh, Mojo specifically. And then uh, the guy I flew with was, uh, his name was also Corbin. So that, that was fun. So, yeah, shout out, shout out to Joker. <laughs> again corbin uh getting a fly with a guy named corbin like everything lined up uh for him for the kid that got to hang out with him uh this is all wonderful wholesome content that we hope is making your day a little better before we absolutely ruin it with the next thing we talk about but jesse uh this 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 was the positive side of of the first day of full camp and getting to see these guys out there taking live bps against each other fielding practice great day to be out at salt river fields and there was a lot of people out there today there absolutely was yeah i mean today being a holiday i'm, I'm sure uh helps with that but yeah there was a solid showing out here at salt river today and it's fun seeing a little bit more action you know it's not it's not just like bullpens and pfps uh you know seeing a, a little bit more uh, live live bp you know uh, some of the D-backs hitters against against pitchers. Uh, so yeah, a lot more a lot more action to see out here. If you if you haven't been out to Salt River and gotten a chance to to witness all this in person, this is these next few days are about as good a time as any. You know this window where everyone is here, but the games haven't started yet, and that chaos isn't uh, isn't there yet. Uh, this is a this is a really really good time to come out for sure. All right. Well, we got the good out of the way. And yes, we were out there to see all of that. But we were also out there uh, to talk to both Ken Kendrick and Derek Hall, who uh, expressed disappointment over the Diamondbacks not having a stadium, a new stadium deal complete to keep them at Chase Field. And uh, I'll preface this with with and I'm sure Jesse will agree with me because we discussed this for we're, we're going to preface this by saying. We don't think the Diamondbacks are going anywhere. When it comes to all of the potential options, it truly feels like Chase Field makes the most sense for the Diamondbacks to stay and renovate and not go anywhere, not go anywhere else here in the state and definitely not leave the great state of Arizona. But it doesn't mean that Kendrick's comments today weren't a little concerning. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, should we just should we just jump into it? Should we just should yeah. we just play the play the video? Yeah, let's do that. Here's uh here's what Kendrick and Derek Hall had to say about moving away from Chase Field potentially in their current situation uh, with the negotiations. Well, we 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 aren't having those conversations. There are, there are opportunities available. You know, there are other cities that would covet having Major League Baseball. I mean, it's not like I'm. You know, speaking out of school to say that, and those names are they're prominent cities uh, that would love to have a major league team. We're not in dialogue with those communities, but you know, we we are aware of what is going on. There there is likely to be in time an expansion of our sport to a couple of additional cities. Cities are letting uh, MLB know their interest. Their interest in getting a team is specific. Uh, they would be happy with a brand new franchise, but they would certainly be very happy, you know, with, frankly, a successful existing franchise. It's not where we are spending time or energy. Uh, uh, we may run out of time in Phoenix. We hope that won't happen. Uh, you know, we're, you know, we're hard at it. We're continuing to have meetings. We've ramped up the uh, dialogue in every way that we know how, uh, and we'll continue to do that. And we we do we right do here. still uh, we do still have conversations with local interested parties. It's just a you know it's a math problem with anything, right? But we we still do take the phone calls and take the meetings. But we have been focused on on Chase. 
And again, the big takeaway here is, is that the it's a reality of the situation. If the Diamondbacks do not get a new stadium deal done to stay at Chase Field and get what they feel like they want in return, which is uh, a, a massive renovation of Chase Field to provide a better fan experience, then they could potentially explore these options outside of Arizona. It's it's not what you want to hear out of the owner, but I, I just think it's it it, it is a fact. It, it's not a threat. I don't think that I think he clarified there saying <clears throat> that they haven't had those conversations, that they're not pursuing that, that they're not putting energy into that. But it is one of the routes that that this franchise could potentially go. And if they don't get a deal done, it's something they actually do have to explore. Yeah, a couple of things on this. Uh, first of all, I was I was the one who asked this question, and I actually my question was actually about is there a possibility of the Diamondbacks uh, not staying at Chase Field but exploring other options in Maricopa County? It's something we've heard in the past. I'm not sure if maybe Ken just didn't didn't hear the question or whatnot, but uh, his answer was not about was clearly not about staying within Maricopa County. He was talking about expansion sites. He was talking about the Diamondbacks leaving the state of Arizona, which is something that when we talked to Ken Kendrick a couple of months ago, uh, this was right after the Eduardo Rodriguez press conference out at Chase Field. He said that's not going to happen, talking about the Diamondbacks leaving the state of Arizona entirely. His message today was different. Um, and again, you and I, neither you nor I believe the Diamondbacks are leaving the state of Arizona. I don't think that is going to happen. But anytime a major league owner comes out and makes comments like the ones that Ken made today, it's it's a story. It is absolutely a story. And right. I don't think as much as we don't expect the Diamondbacks to leave Chase Field, I don't think that it is absolutely outlandish to to be at least having a conversation about that, given that the Diamondbacks owner just went on the record and said, we might run out of time in Phoenix, right? That is exactly what he said. We hope that doesn't happen. Um, and a lot of people have been have been speculating, you know, this is this is good negotiation tactic, right? You're not getting what you want. The Diamondbacks are trying to negotiate a deal with the county. Uh, Chase Field is county owned. The Diamondbacks are trying to, uh, you know, arrange a partnership with the county to stay at Chase Field and get some help on all of these renovation costs that they want to do. And to this point, they're not getting the assistance from the county that they need. And that's why we're at this point. That's why uh, Ken Kendrick said a year ago, basically today, that he wanted to have this figured out by the summer. Or I'm not sure if it was Derek Hall, one of them last year around this I time. I believe it was Derek that. Hall. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been, been Derek Hall. And we're a year later and it still hasn't happened. And the clear reason for that and, and what they said is there is no deal, right? At this point, the Diamondbacks have not had, they've not been able to figure out a satisfactory arrangement with the county to stay at Chase Field and cover the renovation costs that they need. Um, and uh, Ken went further. They kind of outlined a little bit of, of what those renovations would look like. We have a clip on that that we'll show in a second. Uh, they're looking at between 400 and $500 million to fund the Chase Field renovations, uh, which Ken pointed out to today is actually more than the original cost of Chase Field, of Bank One Ballpark, I guess, back in the day. Right. Um, right. Granted, there's been considerable inflation in that amount of time, but this is not a small amount of money. I mean, you're talking, <laughs> yeah. this isn't the amount of money it would take to build a brand new stadium. I think in that case, you're in the billions, especially needing air conditioning and whatnot. But this Gosh. is a lot of money. This is a lot of money, not just to improve the stadium and make it a more fan friendly, fun experience, adding new things around the ballpark. But, you know, fixing the guts at Chase Field, which is which is something that, that we've talked about for a long time. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to move. To me, this looks like a negotiation tactic and honestly, a pretty smart one that if yeah. I were you, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be faulting Ken Kendrick for this. I think this is just sort of, you know, a good businessman nope. tactic. Um, but it is it is a story and it is some it is a conversation we absolutely have to have, even though in the long run, we still have we still are fairly confident. We know how this is going to turn out. Don't get it twisted. I, I I I completely agree with you. There's some people in the chat blaming you for starting all of this drama because you asked the question. Uh, I will <laughs> yes, say it was my Ken, fault. <laughs> Ken started the drama with the answer. And like you said, I think he very much knows what he was doing with that. Is it the answer you want to hear? Absolutely not. Is this something we should be talking about after a, a team made the World Series and, and built their roster to be competitive again this season no uh i'm i'm very much 
not wanting to talk about this on the first day of of <clears throat> position players reporting for camp. I'm dying here because of it. But the point <laughs> is that uh, you you are right. The Diamondbacks are in an advantageous position, especially due to the success from the postseason run. So you cannot blame them for at this point venting their frustrations a little bit or or at least their disappointment like he said he clarified it wasn't frustration on his part part as much as it was disappointment that they were standing here a year later from when they said that they probably will have a new you know stadium deal here in place shortly uh without a, a stadium deal in place uh and Ken Kendrick expanded on what the Diamondbacks desires uh for for a public private partnership are and this is what he had to say about that uh, we need to to keep our fans uh, enthusiastic and uh, growing in numbers and and willing to invest in uh, premium seating, uh, but we can't do that uh, without capital investment. Uh, our public partners understand it. Uh, we just haven't been willing to come uh, they haven't been willing to come to the table and reach an agreement with us. When you look across the landscape of professional sports, uh, uh, all across the country, stadiums that have been around in, in the timeline that our stadium has been around are, are being reprised and being upgraded in cities uh, that frankly are not as uh, economically vibrant uh, as our city is, our community is, and places like Baltimore and Cleveland and Milwaukee. And I don't want to go on and on, but there are many others where public-private partnership is is coming together to take the fan experience, take the stadiums to, to state-of-the-art levels. And, you know, we're, uh, we're frankly disappointed we haven't been able to do it. And we're going to keep working. You know, we're not uh, ever going to stop working to get this problem uh, taken care of. But it's taken longer, and it's not been as... as uh, as easy to get done as, as we would have hoped. But uh, uh, we, we would have liked to have been standing here today having reached a plan, being able to have announced it perhaps before now and to have had you all uh, uh, know what our intentions are going forward. But right now we can't give you a, a plan on what we're going to do because we don't have an agreement. Now, they did say that they have reinvested some of the money that they made during the postseason run already back into Chase Field, a substantial amount. In fact, they did install a new sound system uh, that we have discussed before. They also installed new lights, uh, the LED lights that do the multicolor lights. I saw them with purple lights on the other day. It looks great. So, it, again, all signs point to the Diamondbacks staying at Chase Field, and that's truly what kendrick and hall both expressed today as far as their desires to stay at chase field to renovate it and to just make that fan experience something that is on par with other franchises across baseball yeah it was interesting uh derek when he he talked about um not you derek the other the other derek just so we're just so we're the one that spells it wrong uh yeah, the one who's yeah with two R's uh, and a C K. It's ridiculous. And a, and a C and a K. Pick a C or a K, one or the other. <laughs> uh, he also talked about how the Diamondbacks prioritize those changes you talked about, the LED lights and the sound system over fixing the roof. Uh, so as of now, the roof at Chase Field has not been Correct. fixed, and it didn't really sound like that was something the team was planning on doing. Uh, we're obviously getting close to you know, games being played at Chase Field. And I, I don't think from what Derek said, it did not sound like that was something that was on their radar, you know, to be well, done what, before the season or anything. What he did say was that they have an understanding of when they can open it and how they can utilize. Yeah. Basically, there's just no more opening in in the middle of, of a game like they were able to at one point, right? It's kind of got to be an all-in decision now that they make before the game. But aside from that, that doesn't really prevent them from having the roof open it just means that they might have to open it earlier and make it a little more uncomfortable in there than they would like considering they can't do it while fans are in the building but uh they they do have some other they have prioritized other things that they want to get done uh and like you said they they are looking to for somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 to 500 million dollars which is a significant renovation uh and and they they talked a lot they talked on the tv deal side about the suns but they also talked about comparing chase field to what they did at the footprint center i've spoken in yeah. the past about how much i am a fan of what they've done there i've been going to that building since i was a small child and you know it's it's 
it's a completely different vibe now. I kind of love going to events at Footprint Center, which I couldn't say the same about for about a 10-year span there prior to the renovations they made. Chase Field is still great, but I understand the desire to continue to improve it and to bring it up to an experience that, you know, will make people want to come out more often and, and want to be at the ballpark more. Yeah, one one other thing I, I want to point out, uh, going back to that first video we showed with Ken talking about the Diamondbacks, you know, potentially. Oh, we're zoomed in now. We're bigger. We're bigger. Uh, we're, we're, we're bigger. There we go. Um, uh, there was a follow-up question after Ken had made some comments about, you know, hoping it doesn't get to the point of, of you know, looking elsewhere. Uh, there was a follow-up question about, you know, is that, a, is that a threat? Like, are you kind of threatening to go elsewhere if you don't get the deal? that you want and uh you know ken said no it's not a threat that's not the way that we want to do business uh you know he talked about how derek has yeah. raised his family in arizona and ken's been in arizona and you know they're very much committed to arizona um but at the same time like if i don't know like there's an element of if you are issuing a threat you're you would you wouldn't want to call it that like you would want to come out and say that so it's just facts these are just yeah. facts i'm presenting to you I don't know if it's I, I don't know if threat is the right word, but going back to what we said before of like a negotiation tactic. And this is yeah. this is something that we've seen in baseball over and over and over again, where if a team is having stadium issues, if a team wants a new stadium or renovations or whatnot, a route that we have often seen in the past is you threaten to go elsewhere and suddenly you tend to get what you want uh, because Maricopa County does not want the Diamondbacks going anywhere else, of course. And, you know, both Ken and Derek said that, that was, that's been made clear throughout the process that Maricopa County very much wants the Diamondbacks to stay here in Arizona. Um, but it's just a matter of the financials working. And, you know, as as Ken pointed out in that other video we showed, we've seen this in other markets, you know, in, in Milwaukee and Baltimore and so forth, uh, where there were partnerships, public private partnerships in order to fund renovations and keep, you know, keep ballparks in, in good condition to continue to be enjoyed by fans. And that's what the Diamondbacks want here. I don't think they're going anywhere, uh, but I, I do think that, you know, uh, Ken going from saying that it's not going to happen for the team to go elsewhere to now today kind of changing the messaging and saying there is opportunity out there and we hope it doesn't come to that. But, you know, kind of uh, leaving it open a little bit that that shift to me signals that the Diamondbacks are trying to they're trying to make it clear to the county like where they stand and, you know, how important it is to them to form some kind of partnership along these lines uh, in order in order to, to continue forward at Chase Field. So uh, it's a it's a complicated it's a complicated issue for sure. Um, and hopefully the Diamondbacks have a solution soon because their their lease expires at the end of 2027. Uh, so we've got this season and then three more seasons after this before the Diamondbacks very much uh, well, need to know where they're yeah. playing baseball games. And that that's that thing about what Ken Kendrick was saying in the first place that caused all of this concern is that realistically, the time is running out. And if time permits them or, or keeps them from getting a deal done, then where where do the Diamondbacks play baseball, right? So that's that's a fact, but then it does come out like a threat. Josh Hunt in the chat said someone else is reporting there was a follow-up question asked uh follow-up question asking if his response was a threat and he said no. Can you confirm that? Yeah, that it, that exact Yeah, that's what I was that just wording was asked. Yeah. I think it was Craig Fooey said that specifically. Um and But yeah, but he, again, I mean it, if someone in any life scenario if right. you are representing an organization and someone asks you is blank a threat, your answer is universally going yeah. to be no. See, it does you no good in that situation to say, yes, it was a threat. Even if, again, threat isn't the word I would use, but I do think it's sort of along those lines of like a negotiation tactic. The Diamondbacks have leverage, right? They could theoretically go elsewhere. There's not a shortage of interest out there. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's leverage. The Diamondbacks have leverage as, a, have as leverage. a team that would be yeah. that would be coveted in other markets, as as Ken said. Jesse, there's also the fact that like I, there there's not a week that goes by that someone doesn't have to ask me if I threatened you. Do I ever say yes? They were like, "Did you tell <laughs> Jesse you would murder him if he didn't put something on the rundown?" And I would say, "No, I would never <laughs> threaten Jesse like that." Right? So you have to say no when someone asks you if it's a threat. But when asked about what renovations uh, would consist of, the one thing I'm still interested in and in, in, is how they would potentially fit some sort of other businesses, some sort of entertainment district if you will in that 
in that vicinity. Like if that would involve them, you know, doing some major construction on the building to maybe have like businesses that would be attached to Chase Field itself or what what that would consist of, because there isn't a lot of space and they don't have much space in that area to expand at all uh, between 7th Street and the, and, and the Phoenix yeah. Convention Center and the railroad behind them. There's just nowhere for them to go. So that's interesting to me. But Derek Hall did comment on what those five four hundred plus million dollars uh, renovations would consist of at Chase Field. We've we started that work probably about seven years ago. So there's a lot of things we would like to do. We would, uh, I think, people often ask, "Are you going to limit the capacity or, or take some seats out?" That's not the plan, but really upgrade the amenities, upgrade the clubs that we can. And, and for all families, we're going to have areas where um, it's not a cost you know, to fans. So whether you're talking about areas for children, redoing what we have upstairs um, for, for kids to play in, uh, there's, there's a big need. But if you look at some of the newer ballparks, we talked about this a year ago, if you look at anything from the Battery in Atlanta to some of the newer ballparks or their ballpark villages, you want to have activation around the ballpark as well. So we look at what development opportunities there are around the building. But then when you look inside these new facilities, clubs are really important, right? Um, those are amenities that people want, the all-inclusive, especially our companies in town that want to want to be able to host and, and um, you know take clients to the game and be able to have dinner already paid for where the the guest doesn't have to worry about that. So there's a lot that we need to do, um, and we're excited to do it. We'll get there, we hope. But uh, I think more we're encouraged is in those conversations that we're still having today, you hear the willingness right, from all the municipalities. They don't want us going anywhere, so that's encouraging. And again, I, I you know, I, I hope there's light at the end of the tunnel because we're, we're ready to get started. We want to get started. And it does have to be phased out probably over three or four off-seasons because of the bowl games and the concerts and the fact that you can't shut down before the opening day of the next year. Gabriel Ferrer, Gabriel Ferrer has the most important comment. He says, if the upgrades <laughs> don't include Panda Express, we don't want it. We don't want it. Get me a Dutch Bros and a Panda Express. And if not, I'm not interested. I don't care what businesses come in. But Jesse, yeah, definitely. <laughs> who care, a lot who there. cares about the plumbing or the insulation yeah. or Concrete, you know, any any of that nonsense? Yeah, just give us Panda Express. That's all. That's all we ask just, for, right? <laughs> uh, Connor makes a great point as well. Connor says if they are planning to build a new stadium, I would think it should happen soon because ballparks aren't built yeah. overnight, and that's definitely true. Yeah. And on, and on that, that is, that is a big, uh, at least one takeaway for me today is that the possibility of building another stadium within Maricopa County does not seem, that does not seem like a likely outcome to me. Uh, you know, you saw in that first clip that we showed Derek kind of gave a, a footnote at the end saying that they have continued to engage with, you know, local people who are interested in maybe facilitating something like that. But that there was very little time spent today on the possibility of building another stadium uh, yeah. within Maricopa County. It sounds to me like the D-backs really just wanted to stay at Chase Field. They haven't really found anything else. And, uh, you know, they're perhaps using the idea of going to another state as leverage in order to get that. Christopher said no mention of the roof interestingly enough they did they just we didn't show that clip but he did bring up you know again that they feel like they have control of the roof right now but it, it like the roof they is would major... do that I'm sure I'm sure they yeah, would fix absolutely the roof it's point. definitely yeah. going to be part of the renovation fixing the roof it's just yeah it's not something they've done yet and it's not very high on their priority list considering you know that they they had other things they wanted to do that impacted the the experience, uh, the television experience of watching a game at Chase Field, the, the experience of being at Chase Field, the sound system was important and the new sound system sounds great. The LED lights, I think, are going to add something spectacular that we have been missing out on. So I, I feel like they're they're on the right path. Like you said, they've been renovating that building for seven years now, so they're they're going to continue to do so. And I don't feel like they would be putting any money into it if their plan wasn't essentially at the end of the day to stay there. So. We'll have to see how that develops, but we definitely have more on uh, the TV situation. Of course, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up. We always appreciate those likes. Of course, if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, we love our listeners as well. Make sure you're subscribed over there. Leave us a review. We appreciate those five-star reviews. They definitely help us out substantially. Uh, Jesse is out at Salt River Fields, of course, with the most beautiful background 
that any baseball podcaster could have. I am here at my house and all I can do is think about upgrading my floors, Jesse, especially in this room that you see. This room has regular carpeting in it, but it it needs something better than that. This room that I'm in right now, it needs something like from a roller rink or something from an arcade to truly complete the look of what I'm going for in my office. And the perfect people to do that with is our friends at Empire Today. Uh, Empire Today, they have carpet and flooring, and they will get you where you need to go with their at-home shopping convenience. Uh, they'll get you the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a price match guarantee. So that way you don't have to worry about spending too much on, you know, and and not doing shopping around part. Of course, uh, shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating and it can be, it can eat up your time. Nobody wants to give up their time like that anymore. So make sure to shop at home. They have a virtual home designer that lets you see how the floors will look in your home in any space. And of course, they also pride themselves on their uh, servicing their own warranties. So if you have any issues that arise during the process, Empire Today will take care of it for you. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Jesse, I know you're going to stop at Circle K on your way home, of course, uh, because ne neither one of us have enough time in our lives anymore to to stop and actually eat a meal with all of this uh yeah, spring training i i, I literally on. have not uh i guess i had like a like a pastry that i bought i brought from home today mm -hmm. uh but yeah i haven't eaten anything else and that's pretty much par for the course so circle Je k jesse, comes in clutch very often it Eric. does it does <laughs> jesse kind of scolds me for my pocket sandwiches but then when I i'm do. enjoying a pocket sandwich out at the clover field uh field lee uh fields clover leaf fields i got that all mixed up uh He's, he's a little envious of, of the pocket sandwich. But of course, uh, you can stop by and get yourself snacks. Fill up your pockets with snacks. Make sure you pay for them. Don't steal them. But they're cheap at Circle K, so you don't have to steal them. Make sure you get uh, down on the Inner Circle program for free also as well by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply. Participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. But if you do, you'll get some of those snacks uh, for free and even cheaper than you normally would. You also save 25 cents off per gallon on your first five fill-ups with the Inner Circle program. So sign up today. Jesse, of course, now the future is uncertain about where Diamondbacks will even be playing their games, but the the the, the future of now, including spring training games and where we're going to watch those is still up in the air in regards to the Diamondbacks uh, TV deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, there was a lot to get into in this, pre in this press conference today. We talked <laughs> with Ben and Derek for almost 40 minutes. Uh, I, I, yeah, I do not envy them having to deal with all of these various things kind of happening at once right now. Especially um, when this should be a happy time, right? Like, we shouldn't be yeah. talking about anything negative. We didn't have to go in there and ask who the closer is going to be. We didn't have to ask what they're going <laughs> to do with Madison Bumgardner. Like, these, these are this, the outlook is positive. There should be good vibes out at Salt River Field there have been so far uh at spring training camp but today you know hall and kendrick definitely had to deal with with the tough questions and and the fact is yeah. is that both of these situations they're just kind of taking a long time to get resolved right absolutely yeah i mean the diamondbacks start playing spring training games four days from now and presumably they would like to televise some of those spring training games, and yet they don't actually have a TV partner at this point, uh, which is something that Derek pointed out himself. Uh, so yeah, I think we're going to get a resolution here soon. We had heard a report uh, from The Athletic a couple weeks ago that mentioned kind of in passing that the Diamondbacks would be using MLB to broadcast their games this season. That does seem like a possibility, but it does not, from what we heard today, that is not the case. At least that has not been finalized. Um, you know, Derek said the Diamondbacks are still talking with Major League Baseball. That still seems like a, an option that is certainly on the table, but they're having conversations with other people as well and hope to have an, uh, you know, a, a final solution here pretty soon. This is what Derek Hall had to say in regards to their current situation with the TV deal. Uh, no, we we are uh, we're still we're still talking to um, those interested, other parties where we could look at options, and we have considered over the air. We've looked at a possibility of a hybrid if that would work, but we're still talking to Major League Baseball, who did a really nice job jumping in last year, making sure that our fans could still see the games. They did a really nice job with, I think, with production, and and technically they upgraded our our, our product on TV. Um, so I, you know, obviously they are a possible partner. OTA is a possible partner, and 
we're, we're, we're looking at any and all options at this point. But I think, again, wanting to have a decision, we probably want to have a decision by the end of this week as we're in spring training, but we continue to talk as well. And, and I don't think there's a, a great sense of urgency other than we would like to televise some spring games, so we need to know how we're going to televise and where people can watch it. But I'm convinced we'll, we'll have something to announce here soon, very soon. Oh, those Bluetooth mics, they'll get you every time. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Diamondbacks are also in an advantageous position here when it comes to this TV deal, right? I mean, this is a team that the, the future is very bright. They just come off of an incredible postseason run. Like now couldn't be a better time as far as the Diamondbacks having that power in negotiations that you discussed earlier in both of these situations so i mean maybe maybe part of that is the fact that the diamondbacks are are the ones that are are in the driver's seat here for this stuff absolutely i mean with regard to the stadium situation and the tv situation it sure doesn't hurt that the diamondbacks were in the world series uh just just like three or four months ago right uh that <laughs> yeah. that came that came at a pretty good time this organization is about as attractive from a business standpoint right now as it's been in a very long time so right. that is definitely a factor i think you know in another sense the d-backs are in a tough situation uh, you know, Ken talked about how the bankruptcy proceedings with with, you know, the whole Diamond Sports Group situation, you know, when when you're in business with an entity that goes bankrupt, that tends to be you tend to be in a, a pretty difficult situation. The Diamondbacks do not expect to get, you know, the amount of money that they had previously under their old TV deal. I think that was always going to be the case. And, you know, they've been factoring that in for a while. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough, you know, uh, losing one TV partner and having to find another. They're they're still in a in a kind of a difficult situation here. Well, here's what Kendrick had to say about that TV deal, and also about how they also have to still deal with this bankruptcy that they're going through with with Diamond Sports Group. Yeah, I I think let me just add on on that. I think the the most important thing for a fan is are games going to be available on TV like they have been? And the answer is absolutely. It's not whether they will be, it's kind of what the delivery mechanism behind the scenes will be and whom it will be with. I mean, we moved within the season last year to a change. And I think if you're a fan of the Diamondbacks, it was pretty seamless. And what we end up doing this year, I think will be the same for the fans. The challenges on our side of the table, the economics of what the revenue streams that the television will create for us, you know, which is a, a not an insignificant part of our revenue, and there are multiple options, and we're continuing to work them. Uh, we're unfortunately uh, in the category of of being, I'll use the phrase, being victimized by the bankruptcy courts. Uh, if you've ever been in that situation where your business partner went bankrupt, uh, it's a very challenging place to be. And it's like, I use the example, it's like being in a soap opera. And we all know how soap operas work. Uh, you tune in today and something is happening and you tune in tomorrow and something brand new is happening. And that's what goes on in bankruptcy court. And we've been, since March of last year, uh, our activity has been a part of what we've been doing in the TV. The local TV RSN landscape has been bankruptcy court driven. Uh, I can assure you it's not a place we would wish to be. And, uh, you know, yet our job is to make sure we take care of our fans. I mean, at the end of the day, we will. I think that's important because, again, there is some concern. I mean, when you hear this, you know, this this kind of negotiation is going on, you do wonder how it's going to impact our ability to watch games and where we're going to be able to watch games. Last year, yeah. that was a concern for us. And when they did make that transition, like Ken said, it was fairly seamless, especially if you were like a direct TV user, you had to just go up one channel. You know what I mean? Like there, there really didn't seem to be a lot that impacted a fan's ability to get these games. And, and that seems to be the case, but we just, we don't know when this situation is going to resolve itself. And spring training games are supposed to be played this Friday. Uh, they talked about wanting to, you know, play these games on television and they still don't know where that's going to be or how those games are going to be televised. One of, one of my favorite things about talking to Ken Kendrick is, uh, you know, when when he tries to explain something that happens in business, 
as if like people in the room can actually relate. Yeah. Like if you've yeah. ever been in business with an you entity know. that goes bankrupt, you know, well, one you of your partners goes. goes bankrupt. Yeah. 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 And all of us are totally like, there. Oh, we yeah. all did that. Who, yeah. who hasn't been in business with an entity that went bankrupt? We know exactly what you're talking about. Just last uh, week, I was dealing with that shit. I totally get where you're coming from. <laughs> we get it. You're rich, uh, but, you know? <laughs> yeah it's uh different yeah definitely different problems than what many of us are are, are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis but yeah it's not there's no you know concerns here about diamondbacks games not being available to the masses i i you know get the sense that it will still be fairly seamless as it was last year whatever this new system is it still feels to me that major league baseball is probably the most likely option here uh, that's kind of the safety net. That's the fallback that's in place. You know, we've already seen what that looks like. It was pretty easy for fans. The product, as Derek alluded to, was better. Um, you know, I think Valley Sports did a good job as well. But, um, but you know, once MLB stepped in, there was just a there was another level of quality there that I think a lot of people enjoyed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how it turns out. You know, over the air has uh, still been floated out as an idea, along with a number of other options, you know, the idea of maybe merging an MLB uh, arrangement with another partner as well. Is that possible? There's still a lot on the table from, from you know, at least from what they said publicly today. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we get some we get some real clarity on this soon. Of course, the fans all want the Diamondbacks to go the same route as the Suns did and go with that over the air option. Uh, of course, we know that not everybody is benevolent as Matt Ishbia, uh, and he should be the owner of every sports team in the Valley. We know that. But uh, Derek Hall did talk about kind of pursuing something similar and that they, they actually have discussed uh, they had some uh, some of this TV deal stuff with the Suns. Here's what he had to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we, we did, you know, we, we expected it. We knew it was coming even last year looking at our projections for go forward. Um, and bringing up the Suns, we've talked to the Suns a lot too. Is there a way for us to partner in the future together? And I, I hope we can. We're starting to have more and more conversations about partnerships with, with the Suns and the relationships have been great. So I can envision something down the road where we can do something together too. Is, is MLB Network the backstop in all of this? Yeah, MLB Network. We, we know we can go on MLB um, you know, today if we decide to. So And they've been very patient. We've told them we're continuing to explore other options. They know we have other options and offers on the table. So again, we're just trying to hammer down what it would look like if we're on an MLB versus one of those other options or if there's a way to do both and uh, I think we'll have an announcement very soon he seems very he, and, and he said that a few times where he sounded very positive that this TV deal situation will will be complete soon and and he right. used that word so he said you know very soon a couple of times yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, they're running out of time, frankly, with this one, right? I mean, the stadium situation, they've got, you know, theoretically, years. they don't need another place to play for yeah multiple years. That's not the case with the, with the broadcast situation. Uh, the very beginning of that clip, just so people know, that was a, a question about uh, revenue and if the Diamondbacks expect to uh, you know, take a bit of a hit revenue wise with their new TV arrangement. And you heard Derek at the beginning there say, yes, we, you know, we've been factoring that in. That's been in our projections. Uh, so no surprise there. We don't know exactly how big of a hit that is. Um, but one of the bigger takeaways for me today was that the Diamondbacks went out and they invested quite a bit of money in this team over the offseason, despite uh, quite a bit of uncertainty in two yeah. major areas, right? The stadium situation, there's a lot of uncertainty there. The team potentially having to invest more in renovations than than they were planning to or or wanted to. Uh, there's also this TV situation where the team is is certainly taking a hit financially. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if if this new higher payroll that the Diamondbacks have, if it's sustainable, if it lasts, you know, for a number of years, or if this is kind of a one-year thing after the World Series. Um but yeah, you know, I, th I think you have to give you have to give ownership here uh, some credit for, you know, making those investments, despite some of the the uncertainties around this team. Uh, Brett Johnson asked in the chat, did I hear Derek just say pocket sand? Sha -sha -sha. Yeah, no, that, I said pocket sandwich. Pocket sand is different. That's what I throw in Jesse's eyes or at least threaten to throw in Jesse's eyes. And then I say <laughs> that's not a threat. Like I said earlier, uh, of course, uh, uh, a great way for you guys to watch spring training games and not worry about whether or not they'll be televised is to just go see them in person. And a great way to get those tickets is through game time, especially if you're getting those tickets last minute. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. It's the fastest growing ticketing app 
in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download their app right now, which is an aesthetically pleasing app, as Jesse will tell you. Create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Of course, if you are a diehard, we appreciate you being here in the chat right now. Of course, if you are not a diehard, we also appreciate you uh, being in the chat. But if you aren't one, maybe uh, check out what we have to offer over at gophnx.com. Join the diehards, become a family, become part of our family, uh, and get yourself all sorts of exclusive benefits, including a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com of your choosing, all of the wonderful content that we have exclusively for diehards on the website and Discord. Uh, Jesse's uh, content, you get all of our content, you get access uh, to our Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. Discounts with our partners, discounts on our events, like our upcoming takeover this July at the uh, Chase Field Pool, and so much more. So make sure to join us today. Uh, shout out to Michael in the chat. He said, being a diehard is worth it. Do it. Join us today. Of course, uh, great. Another great thing to do is to grab that bet MGM Sportsbook app because it makes watching sports better. And now is a great time to get down on maybe some of those future bets. Maybe, maybe Zach Gallon, Cy Young again. Let's go. Let's ride with it. Of course, you can download the Sportsbook app right now. And of course, uh, if you sign up using our code of PHNX and make your first deposit of $5 and a bet at that amount or more at a standard odds price, you will receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code of PHNX, the best letters in the entire alphabet. Place your first bet MGM Sportsbook wager through the mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $150 instantly and additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Promo call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope Y or text hope Y 467-369 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. There it is. <laughs> that was terrible. That was, that was I was bad on that one. Uh yeah, the guys are right. Of course, the best place for Jesse memes is in the Discord. So, of course, become a diehard to get that. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's worth uh, it just for the memes of my It's face. worth it, it just really, for the Jesse memes. It really memes. is. It pays for itself. Uh, <laughs> another thing that it's worth it for is that with all of this news happening, we're going to have to start moving some of our Mailbag Monday over the, the Discord. So, of course, if you want to get down on Mailbag Monday, make sure to become a diehard so that you get all of our answers to all of these questions. But, of course, Jesse, I gave it away. You know what today is. I know it's the day that full squad is 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 reporting, <laughs> but it's also our year because every year is our year. Every month on this show is Black History Month. Every week on this show is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. But of course, today is Monday, and on Mondays we go to the mailbag. Damon, shall we? Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right. What do we got? First mailbox or mailbag Monday question. He got me with the mailbox. Uh, comes from Travis Moore. More for me. Uh, and Travis asks, do we got that up? We don't. Uh, all right. He says, from what I can add up with the Gritchick in, uh, addition, that leaves that really leaves two backup infield spots available, 13 pitchers, five outfielders, two catchers, and the four starting infielders. Who gets those last two spots on the opening day roster? Uh, I'd love for Blaze to be one of them, but that seems unlikely from everything I've been reading. A uh, lot, lot of predicting there, Jesse, but what are your <laughs> thoughts here in, in regards to the last two spots? on the opening day roster. I know you've already done your roster per uh, predictions, but has anything changed for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the team, you know, my last roster projection was pre jock Peterson, pre Randall Grishik. I think those moves do change the dynamics of the roster for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to probably take another stab at doing that here and here in the next few days, but yeah, you probably, I, I think it's likely that those two guys will be infielders. I mean, you know, I don't want to rule out Jake McCarthy making the team entirely, you know, maybe there's a world in which Manuel Rivera or Jace Peterson, you know, we heard yesterday that both of those guys are going to get a look at shortstop. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe there's a world in which, you know, one of those guys could give you everything you need defensively on the infield, but I don't really think that's likely. So yeah, there's a few different scenarios that are possible. Um, you know, I think most likely you're going to need one guy who's who's ready to go at shortstop and then another guy who can kind of cover a variety of positions. Um, so yeah, there's honestly a lot of different ways that that could shake out at this point. I think Kevin Newman, uh, I was going to yeah, Newman, Emmanuel Rivera, as I mentioned earlier, Jordan Lawler, you know, at, at least has a chance, although I know we talked about him the other day. It sounds like it's maybe more likely for him to start at Reno. Uh, yeah. Jace Peterson, certainly uh, in that mix as well. Tori mentioned Paven Smith, uh, you know, backup first baseman, uh, although that's something Emmanuel Rivera could cover as well. So there's a lot there's a lot of different ways that the that the team could go, um, you know, for those for those last couple spots. All right. Next question, Damon. Next question comes from our guy, Ryan Hanley. And Ryan wants to know, what are the top three can't-miss promo slash giveaway games for each of you? Oh, man. This is a great question because the Diamondbacks did reveal all of their promo giveaways for the season uh, at their most valuable party. And they are pretty incredible. They, they, As far as I'm concerned, they hit on everything that I particularly wanted to see them uh, provide. We have multiple bobbleheads. I think there was four total. Uh, I think we have some replica alt jerseys. Uh, we have NL championship replica rings, Jesse, which I need, I need one of those for myself. But uh, if, if I'm being honest, there's, there's a couple of things that stand out for me. The number one promo item for me, is that Alec Thomas t-shirt because it is fire. It is incredible. It looks like something we would make if we got a deal done with Alec Thomas to, to, <laughs> to be a partner with PHNX. And I love it so much. I think uh, Saul and I were talking about it and Saul said he would, he would pay for that shirt. He's like, that shirt should sure. just be available in the team shop because I, I don't want to yeah. have to go just get it on one particular night. I want to go buy it and I want to buy it in my size. I want it to fit me and I want it to be a quality shirt because it's an incredible shirt. There's some there's some pretty cool stuff. Just that that opening weekend against the Rockies. I mean, there's NL champions rally towels being given away yeah. to the first 40,000 fans on opening day. That's that's going to be fun. It's going to kind of feel like the playoffs all over again. Uh, they're doing an NL champions tee. Uh, the day after that, I believe that's Friday, the the 29th. And then you've got a Corbin Carroll Rookie of the Year bobblehead that Hard Saturday to, to the first yeah. 20,000 fans. Um, so, yeah, and there's a Gabby Moreno Gold Glove bobblehead. I, that that's, would maybe make my top three. Yeah, um, and and a note a note that you missed, Derek, that I do have to point out, those NL Champions replica rings, those are being given out strategically, we assume, against a very specific opponent, the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah! Give out uh, their NL champions ring. So Let's that's go. probably my number one. I think, oh. I think that's, I think I love that's it. funny. And I, I oh. respect the Diamondbacks throwing throwing some shade at the at the Phillies with doing that. We love throwing shade. That's, that's the pettiness is off the charts here, and I am here <laughs> for it. The only way it would be better is if the ring had like a little image of Alec Thomas planting the flag made out of like jewels in it. That would be yeah, sure. incredible. <laughs> Just engrave that on the side. Um, yeah, they have some great giveaway items this year, much better than last year. That Gabby Moreno gold glove bobblehead is badass. He's in the Serpientis jersey. He's uh, he's gunning someone. He's got the gold glove on. It's it's really good. So uh, and they gave These us Lourdes like as, as a Star Wars bobblehead. They did give us Lourdes as as a Star Wars guy. I haven't seen it though, so I don't know what that bobblehead's going to look like. I'm a little concerned at what lengths people will go to to get some of these giveaway items. Like, are people going to be camped out in front of Chase Field, like, you know, the night before the game or something? Like, I think we're going to see some ludicrous things because some of these items are pretty desirable. And I uh, do and and also don't understand people wanting to do insane things uh, in, or, in order to get them. Well, we will see. We will see how far people will go. Uh, what else we got, Damon? What's our next question? Uh, this one comes from Slick, Slickzilla12 on Twitter, and Slick asks, with all the complaints going around, what do you think the uh, what do you think are the odds that the new jerseys get changed? I already canceled my order after seeing how low quality they feel uh, and how bad the names look. I I will mm. go I will agree with you on how the names look 
but I, I don't think the jerseys themselves feel that low quality. I actually saw a couple of fans wearing the replicas close up, and they looked really good, to be honest. We were talking about this in the clubhouse today, but now, much like the TV deal, much like the stadium deal, now's a good time for the Diamondbacks uh, to be doing some of the things they're doing, and that includes changing jerseys. You don't have to look at this year's jersey and compare it to last year and see all of the little differences and how maybe it was better when Nike was producing it than Fanatics or whatever. Uh, but I understand. I understand people's disappointment. These baseball jerseys are expensive, like more expensive than other sports, it feels like, and I... Uh, can understand people not wanting to spend $300 or $250 or whatever it costs to get, you know, a jersey that's disappointing to you. I will I will say, though, that yeah. the jersey themselves and the material and everything, they look great. I think the Diamondbacks don't have the same concerns that some of the other teams have. But I, I'm with you. The There is some issues with the lettering and the numbers. I do think some of that stuff can be fixed. I just think... Uh, there's not a lot of time for them to do that. The letters, that's that's kind of an easy fix, but changing the material of the jerseys themselves, that's that would be much harder. I think they're in a little different position with the pants because I feel like the pants are uh, that that's a whole other situation where they've limited the number of options that they have to customize the pants. But I I don't know, man. I I, I still really like the way these jerseys look and and seeing the Diamondbacks players wear these black with the teal trim and the teal hat, they just, they, they don't look low quality in person to me. Yeah. they they still look cool. I mean, I think maybe they could look better, but I, I still think they look really cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little hard for me to say much on, on whether a change will happen. Uh, again, I think the limited, the limited interaction we've had with players on this particular topic, I've, I've heard positive things from players on the jerseys yeah. and they're like, yeah, wait, well, other people don't like how they look. Um, so, and also Rob Manfred, when he spoke with the media a few days ago, he he said that his expectation was over time, people would, you know, start to actually like these jerseys. And, you know, there's always going to be some initial pushback when you make a big change like this. And he kind of expects that to dissipate over time. So it doesn't sound from what we've heard that uh, that any changes are are imminent. Just make the letters bigger. Make them look more qual- Like, what are we doing here? It's not that hard. You just... You, you just look at what the jerseys look like last year and, and try to replicate that when it comes to those those small issues. Uh, the, the fabric itself and things like that, that would be much more difficult for them to change at this point. That's not that that's not something that I think is a bit as big of a concern as just making some small alterations to the fonts and how big the letters are and things like that. Outside of that, I think I think yeah. especially with the Diamondbacks, I think they look great. So, um, yeah. It's 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 at least a good time for them to change. What else we got, Damon? I know this one was about the uh, the roof, and it's from our friend Michael Rokicki. Uh, Michael asks, is the situation with the roof the same last year? I missed the roof opening music. There was a lot of questions and a lot of discussion in our chat I saw earlier when we were talking about this, and it would appear the roof situation is not changing for 2024. Uh, it would appear they still are going to need to make some sort of permanent decision if you will on if they're going to open the roof or not it can't be just kind of a mid-game opening with with fans in the building i think there's still potentially the same danger that they had previously due to whatever is is wrong with the roof uh with with people in the building but uh like i said earlier Derek hall did make comments about how they feel like they have a much better understanding of the roof and when they can open it and and how they can kind of schedule uh, to have it as uh, open as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's not awful, right? Like the D backs can still have the roof open for, you know, the first month or so of the year, we saw it open again in the playoffs. It was, you know, it's beautiful when, when it's open. I mean, I, I think chase field with the roof open as opposed to the roof closed, I think it makes a massive difference. Um, So yeah, you know, they found a way to get by and still make it. So fans get a taste of, you know, what it's like to have the roof open for a while, but it's not the same. I know a lot of people in the chat have been talking about the music and missing missing oh, the roof man, opening music. music. Yeah, that was a that was a fixture of my childhood back in the day as well. So yeah, I I totally understand that. And based on what Derek said today, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like it's going to be done before the season starts. It's 
uh, I feel pretty confident saying it's not going to be done during the season. So you're maybe looking at next off season as the, you know, the next opportunity to do this, which of course is, is contingent on, you know, the stadium situation and, and right. kind of more, more solutions on that front. I have a solution to the problem though, Jesse. What is that? Corbin Carroll should adopt the roof opening music as his walk-up song. There we go. It'd be, right? a, be a good way to make up for it. Then, right? we, then we hear it four <laughs> times a game, maybe five. <laughs> Come on. Might be even, be even better, right? I think, I, think, I think that's a better solution than having it just before the roof. I think we figured it out. All right. Last question comes from Don's bread and Don's bread has a specific question for you, Jesse Friedman. And that is, <laughs> can we get Jesse to recreate this exact photo of Jock Peterson uh, hoverboarding his way into Salt River Fields with a bright pink hoodie on and some beige sweatpants that look very comfortable. Those look very, very comfortable. Uh, he looks, I mean, this is Jock. This is him. This is what we got. Jesse, can we get you to recreate this exact photo? If you purchased all the clothing items for me, then I'll I'll match the fit. All right. I'll give you that much. <laughs> but if you want me to ride around on a hoverboard, I'm telling you it's not going to go well for me. I'm going to fall within like two seconds of getting on that thing. Oh. Uh, we actually talked to Jock Peterson in the clubhouse today. We don't have this clip to share, unfortunately, but we did talk to Jock today about uh, the hoverboard. And uh, he said he said he hasn't like he started riding this thing like like seven years ago or something. Oh, my God. And uh, and he said, you know, knock on wood that he wouldn't uh, you know, he wouldn't fall or have any any kind of accident anytime soon. So I guess he's gotten pretty good at it, but I am not. <laughs> I've never been on one of those and it would be an utter disaster if I tried. So <laughs> I, I have not had many interactions so far with Jock, but I will say that the man is as advertised like he is definitely. A, a, a unique personality and as someone who also has a unique personality i appreciate the hell out of him i i, I really appreciate <laughs> a guy just so being himself like on day one around his teammates that he that he is i remember uh he he he, he came into the clubhouse on day one of pitchers and catchers reporting and was kind of shocked at how many media members there were there there's a lot there's a lot to enjoy about jock already so far so i think this is going to be fun and uh of course uh he's gonna this is just the beginning of the fits this is just the beginning of of reviewing jock peterson's fits but uh we do appreciate you guys sending your uh questions of course we love our mailbag monday questions and we are going to take the rest of these over to the discord we will have a little video with me and jesse breaking down some more mailbag monday questions so if you are a diehard make sure to check that out if you're not a diehard make sure to get your membership today over at gophnx.com uh, of course we talked about the where the diamondbacks games are going to be but we do know we do know where the suns are playing and maybe a place where the, everyone would like to see the diamondbacks end up and that's over at arizona family sports uh the season continues for those suns as they take on the mavericks this thursday at 5 30 p.m and watch the rockets at 6 p.m on friday uh, and of course you can see all of these games on arizona's family 3 tv and arizona family sports channel 44 uh the suns are coming in hot they're heating up of course this uh all-star break uh all-star game definitely pales in comparison to baseball's all-star break oh, we don't even have to it's so bad it's it was a terrible time Derek. the the court was awesome the court was about the only thing worth talking about at all that's it i'll tell you uh the baseball once again remains king of all-star uh weekend but make sure to not miss out on watching these sons of course you can watch them in a number of ways with Arizona's family. And that's what makes it so great to watch sports over at Arizona family. You can watch it with an antenna Cox cable channel 13 and Phoenix and Flagstaff uh, available on dish channel 44 and so many other ways. Of course, wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com and click sun's games for listing information. And for your area, AZ family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix sun's games on Arizona family sports. In uh, another great way, uh, to celebrate Arizona, of course, and to have some fun around the Valley. So check out Arizona Lottery's uh, new unique ticket promotion called Arizona Adventure, where you can win 
uh, in a variety of ways, three different ways you can win. Of course, one way is to just get the Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring some iconic Arizona landscapes. These tickets have prizes up to $50,000, but you can also check in at geolocated adventure spots, uh, 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma, and that will give you an opportunity to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. This promotion celebrates state pride and the uniqueness and beauty of this state. Uh, again, ha big happy birthday to Arizona. Arizona just, just, just celebrated their birthday in a great way for you to celebrate with the state is uh, to check out this promotion. Arizona Lottery says proceeds from the ticket sales support environmental conservation, among other important initiatives across the state. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery and for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Oh, Jesse, that's all we got. Of course, uh, a, a, a very busy day out at Salt River Fields, and and that <laughs> there was are just, so many uh, other things, honestly, that we didn't I talk know. about because Ivan like, Melendez playing Corey third Lovello. base. Yeah, Ivan Melendez was at third base. There were you know a lot of things happening on the backfield. Zach Gallen live BP session today facing hitters. Tori Lavello talked about. Uh, you know, Corbin going out and signing autographs and his character and some stuff about Geraldo Perdomo and his leadership. And there's all sorts of Very things deep. we could have talked about today. But uh, oh, my gosh, there's just so much so much to get to. So stay with us throughout the week. We've got a we've got oh, a yeah. lot, uh, a lot more to get to. And tomorrow's another big day because we have spring training media day. Uh, so sure. we'll have an opportunity to talk with Tori Lovello and Mike Hazen, as well as uh, managers and general managers from uh, really the rest of the entire Cactus League. So uh, I, I guess we're pushing. Are we pushing our show later uh, yeah, tomorrow? Because Derek? that, we, that we meeting finalize occurs that? at 3 p.m. tomorrow. So uh, I, I, I'm guessing we'll probably go around 5 would probably be a safe bet. Uh, we'll have you updated in the morning over there because, of course, uh, these these times with these managers change all the time. So we want to make sure we have a chance yeah. to talk to everybody out there. But we will bring you updates uh, from that media availability as well as uh, any other updates from Salt River Fields in the morning. In the meantime, you can keep it locked uh, to both of us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for stopping by. We were sorry. We had to talk about bad news on such a positive, happy day, but things are still good. <laughs> it's not really like, like it's pro like, it's not, I would know if I would characterize this as bad news. Like everything is probably fine, but there were some things that were said that were, that we were surprised by. I didn't expect to hear Ken Kendrick, even as much as hint at the possibility of moving out of the state somewhere else in Maricopa County shore. I didn't sure. expect to ever hear anything about the Diamondbacks moving out of the state again. And we heard some things about that today. Does it mean it's going to happen? No, I very strongly believe that it will not happen. Uh, but, you know, for the Diamondbacks, they've got some leverage and it appears that they are using it. And they're in, you know, a critical point in these negotiations where they really want to push something across the finish line. And uh, we'll see if it we'll see if it happens sometime soon. Well, we will be back with updates on that and so much more. So make sure to join us tomorrow. In the meantime, you guys have a wonderful afternoon. We appreciate you stopping by. We thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you don't make vague threats about moving our baseball team. <laughs>